just like practice weird accents sometimes while I'm driving <laughs> just for funsies. <laughs> Sounds like you. Usually while I'm singing Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Welcome to Drawn Out, a podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Jace. <laughs> and we got the giggles. We have the giggles. We watch really good movies. So we have the giggles. I just... <laughs> 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 it's okay. So we watched a short. Wait, what is this podcast? We're a podcast about Disney animated features, and we also watch shorts. <laughs> How do you do the intro? You always do this part. I don't know. I just say Disney animated film, and then ah, and then I dive right into what we watched. Yeah, pretty much. So how's this for our icebreaker opening? (laughs) I like it. We talked last time about how we want to do it. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, my face hurts. That's just been the kind. That's just the kind of night it's been. It's definitely the kind of night. We've laughed. We've cried. You moved me, Bob. We have not done a good job of covering our production tracks. <laughs> no. Um, so we watched a short um, with this week's film mm-hmm. because Julie Andrews was in it. So it's yeah. really fitting. Yeah, she was the narrator. It was actually made specifically to go on that DVD. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. 2004. The Cat That Looked at a King, which is a, a story from the original Mary Poppins books. And so it was narrated by Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. She's got a couple of kids and then she jumps into the chalk painting and then we get into like full animated King who mm-hmm. is voiced by David Ogden Steers, who is one of the Disney all-stars. It's weird because I recognized him as, I recognized his voice as Jumba before Cogsworth. Oh, okay. I was just like, this voice is familiar. Yeah. Jumba, Cogsworth, Ratcliffe. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I probably jumbo the most because um, I watched Lilo and Stitch so many times that I ended up taking Hula. Mm, wow. Have I ever mentioned that to you? Not a, I don't know. Maybe to me. My memory is garbage. But um, I don't think you've mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> no, I still have my Hula skirt in the thing. Aww. And I you know, still know a tiny bit of Hawaiian. And nice. I bet if I went back to the city program that puts it on, it would be the same anti-teaching. <laughs> and I would love that, actually. <laughs> Um, it's where I learned to move my hips. Ooh, I could do with some of that. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, is I learned how to move my hips, but hula is about, like, all the movement is below the waist. Okay. And then you keep your upper body still except for the motion of your hands, and mm-hmm. so I'm still not a good dancer. <laughs> mm, I see, I see, I see. By, you know, Western standards. By, yeah. But I was, I was pretty okay at hula. Nice, nice. Um... Anyway, so, so the cat that looked at a king, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, and so the king is a true Ravenclaw. Yes. Um, he just wants to know everything all the time, and he has his prime minister, also voiced by David Ogden Steers, just keeping track of how mm-hmm. smart he is, and if he disagrees with how smart he is, then he'll get a new prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is our most modern short. Yeah. This well, is 2002. Four. Mm-hmm. It's 2004. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it. So was I. And I remember when I bought this, when we, and I remember this DVD. Me, 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 me. But, but, it's 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
is the sad Ravenclaw now. I'm not a Ravenclaw. I know you're not. Neither am I. No. Gosh, I mean, like less than Hermione. Really, I'm a book nerd, but I'm not a Ravenclaw. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I was wrong. As happens. Yeah, and so he's just obsessed with how much he knows, and he. Ignores his totally hot wife, voiced by Sarah Ferguson. It was also stylized identically to Ariel. It was really weird. It was real. We'll, we'll get to that. But it's also the closest Sarah Ferguson is ever getting to being queen. Pause for laughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not one of those people who's like really into the royal family. I just happen to know a lot about the royal family. I just know that everyone tells me I look like Princess Kate. Not everyone. But if I meet a group of people, um, and they'll I, be like, you look really familiar. And I'll be like, is it Princess Kate? And they're like, yeah, you look like Princess Kate. Especially when I had long hair. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. It's odd. Um, I can see it kind of in your brows and your nose. Oh, thank you. A little bit your face shape. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I like what they wear because they wear pretty clothes. And Okay, I would just like to point out, though, like, yes, like, later in the short, the queen looks like Ariel. But this is what Ariel looks like as a queen. Yes. So, she just looks like Ariel. Yeah, she This does. was made four years before the film came out. Mm-hmm. So, they definitely stylized her yeah. off of Ariel, which yeah. is really weird. And then in comes a cat, voiced by Tracy Ullman, who is more of a Broadway person. I know her best as um, Jack's mother in the live action of pff, both of the versions of Into the Woods I have are live action, but the one that's actually <laughs> a movie, the one that's not the Broadway production with Bernadette Peters that a certain somebody never gave me my copy back of and then went and married somebody else. <laughs> hey, they do that. Yeah, they do that. It really do be like that. <laughs> um, and, anyway. and then the cat asks questions like what is the measure of a man and what is the hardest thing to bear and uh weight of your sins <laughs> yes the weight of your sins but they put it more like the the secrets within his own heart yeah whatever which is like you know you can't you can't say the weight of your sins to children in 2004 <laughs> <laughs> or in whenever the mary poppins book was written when were the books written do we know oh uh, i mean pl travers was definitely alive in the 60s when they were making the movie mm. and she was alive in the 90s when they were making the musical she was trying to get disney and americans in general to be less involved with it than they eventually would be Ooh. after she died wow have you seen saving mr banks i haven't no i, I haven't either i haven't either and i know it's super idealized probably like but could anybody like with Walt being who he was, could anybody else play him but Tom Hanks? No, I don't think so. No. Um, 30s. 1930s is the books. Okay, that so. makes sense. Um. um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the cat and the king have the wager for the crown, mm-hmm. and obviously the king loses terror. And then he has an existential crisis. Mm-hmm, over who he is. I would like to point out, his wife wins the game with her... Mm-hmm. Comment that the strongest thing in the world is patience, because mm-hmm. she's ridiculously patient with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they have a heart to heart, and he realizes that he's who he is because he loves her. I guess like the he looks into the cat's eyes, and he has like a flashback, and that's when the queen really looks like Ariel, down to the pink dress with the balloon sleeves. Yep. But the young king looks a bit more like um, your. 
newly, you know, newly not a beast prince. Yeah, like it a is. little bit. He has like the strong nose and the brow, but he has like a more Ratcliffe chin. Yeah, but and, he's and he's voiced by Cogsworth, and so he kind of right. has the wig, and it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's a broad shoulders with a tiny tiny mm-hmm, waist mm-hmm. line. So if as long as you ignore that part, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just very weird. Yeah, like the con- it's like Ariel the and the beat. Yeah, the context of it is very unsettling, mm-hmm. but. It's not a bad short. I, yeah, was, I liked it. it. I mean, plus, you know, Julie Andrews. Yeah. Those kids were not nearly as charming. No. Um, but. You know. They were there. They were there. <laughs> and then they jump out of the painting. And and then she does the Mary Poppins bit. Like, oh, you know, man, that was cool when we were in the chalk painting wall. No. Me in a chalk painting? Don't Never. say silly things. Yeah. Never. Don't say silly things. <laughs> Which, like, is that gaslighting? It kind of is. It's kind of gaslighting. It might... It, yeah. <laughs> I, like, feel... So, I have not seen Mary Poppins' new film, but there's a part where Ben Wishaw is like, those things never happened. Like, we had weird fantasies as children, but they're not real. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Mary Poppins gaslit you. Like, no wonder you doubt that they're real. Gosh, I don't blame you, Ben Wishaw. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, to you know, so we um, Mary Poppins is our feature. When mm-hmm. was the last time you'd seen that? You you'd seen this? I cannot remember. I honestly could not remember. Uh, I, I have no idea mm-hmm. the last time I saw it was. I and I can't tell you for sure, but for me, it was in the last five to ten oh, okay. years. Like so, fairly recently because I have it, I have it on DVD. Like it's in my parents' collection, but it's my personal copy, <laughs> so I might move yeah. it. I have a VHS. My parents won't care if I move it. <laughs> it's not like they're lining up to watch Mary Poppins. Every no, night. they're not. Um, yeah, I had the VHS, and I would pop it in to fall asleep too. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be a good one to fall and asleep. And I remember there was a thing at the end where they talk about the making of mm-hmm. as many VHS tapes back then did have. Mm-hmm. So I remember bits from that, mostly like black and white footage of the Sherman Brothers. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited about this movie. Yeah. So um, we'll take a break and then we'll talk about Mary Poppins when we come back. Sounds good. We watched Mary Poppins, and I cried. I did not cry, but I came close at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. This is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. It is so good, and it it won so many awards. Like I was aware of Julie Andrews' Golden Globes because she thanked the producers of My Fair Lady for making it possible by mm. not casting her as Eliza Doolittle. Mm. Um, but she won the Oscar for Best Actress. It, they won four other Oscars, including um, Best Song, Best Score. Um, I'm trying to remember. Best Visual Effects. Visual Effects, yeah. Or, yeah. All kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was nominated for Best Picture, but it lost to My Fair Lady. Yeah. Well, Which, what can you do? What can you do? Um, and... Dick Van Dyke won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy. Nice. Which he, you know, despite the accent, 
was deserved. <laughs> yes, he did a very good job. Mm-hmm. And despite his accent. I'm sure the same could be said of Lynn manuel <laughs> We'll find out. We haven't... We were waiting to watch this before yeah. we go see it. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't know if we'll let you know, because we try not to spoil things, but... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, so this is really good. I think the note I made just about, like, the experience of watching the movie was that watching the movie feels like falling in love in a way I hadn't experienced with the other movies we watch. Like, even Sleeping Beauty, which is, like, my favorite movie ever, (laughs) didn't have the same just emotional current that this one did yeah and i don't know if it's because i was unprepared right because the sleeping beauty like i knew i love this movie mm-hmm. i have it memorized but this movie i was just like familiar with it distantly mm-hmm. and so i was just kind of like unprepared mm-hmm. and it has i don't know it's got a charm that like you kind of remember it but like it just hits you every yeah. time I think also it wasn't one of my favorites as a kid because I was obsessed with princesses as a kid mm-hmm. and it didn't have princesses and it wasn't animated and so I was like, eh, not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but and like we- as an adult, I friggin' love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many times I watched it, but I know it's one that we had around because um, my mom, who was a gymnast and a um, gymnastics teacher, she loves the Step in Time mm, sequence, and so. Um, it was one that we kept around and we included it in this podcast because a good chunk of it is animated. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was surprised by how much was animated. Yeah. I was more than I remembered too. Yeah. It was a lot more than I remembered. And it holds up. That's so good. The effects are still, still look so good. Um, it reminds me... Sorry, I have an ongoing uh, list of Mary Poppins characters as popular gifts. <laughs> and I'm just filling it out. Um, <laughs> I thought of a new one. Um, Frick, what were we talking about? Um, why don't we start at the beginning? No, I was going to say a thing. It reminds me of something. You said, what did you say? I say that we, um, it's, it, the animation holds up. Yes. And I had mentioned that um, there's you know, the gymnastics element to step in time. Maybe I was just going to say the story holds up, too. Oh, and the animation holds up. This Mm -hmm. is what I was going to say, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Like, the visual effects Mm -hmm. hold up, which really surprised me. Yeah, me too. Like, you can tell in a lot of the cuts um, Mm -hmm. and, like, the stage sets, sound stages, um, like, what is going on. But I think a lot of that just has to do mm-hmm. with it being in high definition yeah. on a Blu-ray disc. But it, it, it's not, it's not it's Blu-ray, still... it's just the DVD. Oh, but it, it definitely it, said Blu-ray when you put in the disc. It's okay. Oh, well, because it's a Blu-ray player, so oh, it assumes okay. everything's a Blu-ray. Oh, right. Well, anyway, it's still in, like, fancy But it's still, it still looks it's, really, really yes. good. It still looks good. Like, if you want to be really nitpicky about it, then, yeah, like, you can notice exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's kind of like... I know we've we've nitpicked at Lord of the Rings before, like with the height <laughs> differences. It's like you can see it, but it still looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see what they're doing because you, as a viewer, have got have gotten used to looking at different right. effects. But right, it still looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and we we were still like so many of like the visual effects in the animation and some of the practical effects they did in the live action stuff. We were like. How did they do that? Yeah. And in 1964. Yeah, no, I mean, there's just some basic, like, sleight-of-hand magic trick stuff oh, yeah. that was 
I don't I don't know how it was done. It yeah, was great. and it was great to watch, you know, because it was the kids didn't know what was going on either, so it was fun to watch the kids be surprised. Yeah, by yeah. Because you know, ultimately, this is a movie about a family. Yeah. And I I love I love those I love the Bankses those dumb freaking <laughs> clueless parents. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, you should start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. And so. Um, it's nineteen ten mm-hmm, in London. Mm-hmm. And this is basically Walt's idyllic era. Yeah. Um, everyone's got their hats with the hat bins and the bustles and the mm-hmm. um, cars just sort of for rich people. Except that it's in England. <laughs> Except that it's in England, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get... Um, you're, so... And it's interesting because they have Dick Van Dyke talk to the audience. Yeah, that was kind of fun, but he only did it twice. twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's okay because um, I, I enjoy the face of young Dick Van Dyke. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, he for is sure. He's a very good looking guy. He's man. such a charismatic mm-hmm. opening for I this know. film. Like, he thinks he would, like, I was reading that he really, yeah, it's his favorite film he ever did. Oh. But he feels like he was miscast. And I'm like, no, no. who else could who else could have done this? Fred no Astaire one. was too old. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Kay just. Danny Kay's charm is a little bit different, and it's not quite what they needed here. Mm. I love... So I love that he has, like, Mary Poppins radar. Like, I was just so suddenly reminded... He's, like, in the middle of a song, and he's like, like the wind is changing. <laughs> it's like that scene in Sailor Moon, yeah. when, like, the priestess, she's, like, sweeping, and she's like... I sense, like, a disturbance in the force. (laughs) Literally. He just, like, has his own, like, side prophetic monologue. Mm -hmm. Sorry, where was I? Like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You are in tune with the Mary Poppins force Mm -hmm. in the universe. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I have a couple notes like that. Like, I think, like, Bert is Mary's familiar. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're not wrong. <laughs> right? So that makes, actually, it honestly made me, like, doubly excited to figure out what Lin-Manuel's character acts like and his relationship with Mary Poppins. Because mm-hmm. Bert and Mary have such, like, not only is their relationship so mysterious, mm-hmm. it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the most popular couples' bounds. Yeah. I was just, I ended up in front of a Mary Poppins and Bert in line last weekend mm-hmm. as we were mm-hmm. trying to get inside out of the rain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, here, Mary take my cloak because you're in white and she was like no it's red and i'm really worried about the red bleeding on my white and i was like okay that's Mm -hmm. fair fair i just want to be helpful (laughs) anyway um petticoat should have been red (laughs) anyway no No, she oh yeah it was just it was her okay no no no. it was her white um her their holiday dress yeah yeah the petticoats are red are they really yeah Mm. Her petticoats may have been red. That may have been the red that she was worried about bleeding. That That's true. And she had all the red ribbons on mm-hmm. it, too. Anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> she was a very lovely Mary, and her Bert was also very kind. Oh, cute. Um, and so he takes... But they're a great couple. Yeah. And so he takes us over to the Banks' house, mm-hmm. where we meet um, Mrs. Banks, who is a... Um, Suffragette. Who is a suffragette. And, man, like, there's a reason that that's one of the most gift scenes of the whole movie today like man sister suffragette is such a good song i mean every song in this just knocks it out of the every heart. single one every go single sherman one. brothers mm-hmm. like good 
good god, that mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like I was trying to parse out if this was like because it's it's partially critical of her activism. Yeah, which so I was like, how does that make me feel? But like she is like it. it I guess it's never anti it. It just fo- it's just saying she's. Like, she, her, well, I guess the problem is that, like, oh, her focus should be on her children. Which is weird, because it's feminist activism, so that's where I got, like, a little, Yeah, like, it, is, it is weird, because, like, they're, ne- they're never down about the cause itself, but it, but it, the suggestion that... Certainly not in the way they get down about banks themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it does, it's like, okay, so the alternative is, like, uh, she stays home with her kids instead it's like, of... there is a, I mean, there is a, I don't know... And in a family movie of that era, you know, there's not much of, there's not tons of incentive to say, like, there's a halfway point here. Right, right. I mean, and she says, like, there would be now. In the songs, our daughter's daughters will adore us. Mm -hmm. And so it's not even like what her kids are going to think of her. It's like she's thinking about impacting Mm -hmm. her grandkids, not her impact she's having on her kids, Mm -hmm. which I think is narratively a flaw. And yeah. I think I think that's a flaw. Like, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. I want to objectively say, like, hey, she's not paying attention to her kids. She should stay home. Mm-hmm. That just sounds bad when you're talking about, like, feminist activism. Yeah. Particularly the right to vote, which but it, is a generally accepted... Good thing. That's the thing that women should do. But also, like, if you don't even know where your kids are... Right, right. No, like, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, there, there's... Yeah. It's just, like, that's a hard criticism to say. Like, Yeah, it is. You should stop championing votes for women and go home with your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, No, that's... Mm, yeah, no. Or just, like, keep doing what you're doing, but, like, maybe you should divert a little bit of your time for your children. Take your kids. Yes. Well, Take your kids well, to well, prison and sing songs with your sisters. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, because that was... It was a little more... Protesting was a little bit more dangerous then than it is yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on what you're protesting. D- that's true and where, um, but, you know, that, that's when it was dangerous for white women. Yeah. We're also introduced to the maids of the house mm-hmm. and the admiral, who is one of my favorite characters. I love him. Um, he has such, like, a small role, and yet he says such powerful things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the maids and them. Mm-hmm. They're spits and spats mm-hmm. with each other and with yeah. the house. I love that when we meet the house, like, the house is just in chaos. It's like, mm-hmm. the maids are fighting, and the nanny's leaving. And yep. It's just ridiculous. And then, so, Mrs. Banks is trying to figure out everything that's going on, and then mm-hmm. Mr. Banks walks in, and he is just totally oblivious to everything. Yeah. It's very much, like, this whole opening scene is very much just, like, this big criticism of 1910 English culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he comes in, and he, like, wants his house set in the way, mm-hmm. and he expects things to be done for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. And he's not really listening when nope. people are talking, when nope. the women are talking to him. Not even when the Admiral talks to him. The That's Admiral true. is like, oh, you've got a big storm coming. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, thanks, great weather. And then, like, goes inside. And yeah. the Admiral's like, hey, no, like, I just told you that's bad. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Mr. Banks is very much in his own world, can't see past the end of his nose. Mm-hmm. And and his wife and children and servants are just accessories to that perfect life. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Which um, is something that 
people still sometimes do now with see their spouses and their children or their co-workers or mm-hmm. the people who help them as just accessories to their ideal life which is not a good thing to do because people are full people just yeah. like you yeah absolutely and then they figure out like he even helps katie nana into the carriage like not mm-hmm. realizing that she's quitting Mm-hmm. yeah it takes him like a full 15 minutes to realize she's like 10 minutes pretty much like he, he sings left. a good chunk of the song before his he understands that his wife is saying our children are missing and the nanny is gone <laughs> and the nanny is gone yeah and then so he's calling the police and he's like oh that was prompt one just you know Everyone else has known that his children were missing for a while. And I like what the constable does. Is like, hey, I found some valuables in the park. And he's like, what? What happened? And then the children walk in. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's not what Banks thinks of when he right. thinks of his valuables. Right. He doesn't think of his adorable children. Oh, my God. They're so cute. I love them. They have the, like, same bright blue eyes. Yeah, they look like siblings. They really do. Which is um sad because i think we we mentioned the very sad and early death of the voice of peter pan and it's the same thing with mm-hmm. michael banks mm-hmm. um the actor who played him he ended up doing some traveling in his you know in his youth and he ended up dying of hepatitis when he was 21 sad which is very sad yeah mm-hmm. and actually the um the girl who played his sister she she said like that she really regrets not keeping in touch with him mm-hmm. as they as they grew up like, because I, I mean, I guess in some, it depends on the show, it depends on the movie, sure. like, how much you bond with your, mm-hmm. with your TV family. Mm-hmm. It sounds like this was a good set, though. Yeah, it nice was. set to be on. Yeah, well, and actually, I heard in Mary Poppins Returns, um, Ben Lashaw and Emily Mortimer had never met, but now they're really close friends Aww. after playing brother and sister. Well, good for them. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mr. Banks decides he's going, Mr. Banks decides he's going to hire the nanny. Mm-hmm. Um. And he starts coming up with this vision yep. of a taskmaster and just, like, it's clear that if he had governesses himself, he has no memory of it. Right, right. Which I think is very true to his character. Mm-hmm. And then, he, so he's getting it down, and his wife is taking it down, because she's like, well, you know, I'm, what I'm not doing is working, so let's let him do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the kids have their own requests. And the kids show an up, and he's like, hey, here's what we have in mind, and puts out a very, you know, a fairly reasonable thing, and man, <laughs> um, yeah, this, ep- this episode messed with my baby hunger a little bit. Mm. <laughs> And um, I was like, well, and I don't know. Never mind. We can talk. We can talk about like what this did in relation to my baby hunger later because it was oh. a process. Oh my! <laughs> All right. Um, um, dang. And so they have, a, you know, they want somebody. They want somebody sweet, somebody who will have fun with them mm-hmm. and be kind to them, mm-hmm. you know, because they're they're little kids. Yeah. And I love like this is like um, Winifred is like very encouraging through this whole scene. Yeah. And this is kind of one of the few moments where she actually tells Mr. Banks no, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a really interesting character choice for her. Is like mm-hmm. she is like she does everything he says every minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know best, honey. Like oh, hold on yeah. a second. Like she, anything he says, she does. Does, but this moment she doesn't she's like mm-hmm. no sh- listen to the kids like they're mm-hmm. telling us something and she's like oh mm-hmm. that's really sweet thank you for your help like she mm-hmm. at least has that yeah 
Um, so that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he rips it up and he's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, the kids go back up. So he's like, okay, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. the kids don't know what's good for them. Right, right, right. And then we see it fly up and all those great effects, the pieces of the letter fly mm-hmm. up in the thing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Next day, get this big line of stern looking nannies, including, according to IMDb, mostly men in drag. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about as, right. As stern old women. And then a wind. A wind blows them away and blows in Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. She's very... she And she takes charge of the situation and hires herself, essentially. Basically, yeah. And she's got, she's got the letter re-pieced together. Mm-hmm. Like, she's answering Jean and Michael's mm-hmm. ad and not Mr. Banks's. Mm-hmm. And then she goes straight upstairs to take care of the children. Mm-hmm. And we get the lovely... Um, the tape measure scene. Tape measure scene, which is amazing. How tall is Julie Andrews? I don't know. Hey Siri, how tall is Julie Andrews? Five foot eight. I'm <laughs> so close to practically perfect in every way. <laughs> uh, That's true. Dang it. I just have to wear one inch heels to work every day. Mm-hmm. Well, she was wearing heels. <laughs> she was too. wearing one inch heels, so that means I have to wear two inch heels. Mm. Gosh darn it. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not gonna wear seven inch heels or eight inch heels. <laughs> I am very small. <laughs> oh man. Um and and then she goes about setting up her room and so that's mm. when I started like speculating. Like I don't I don't know. I know you probably only like to do zodiac stuff with the princesses, but I'm doing oh, it with everyone. No, I don't dislike. I was just like very into the film. So you would like say things during the film, and I'm like, yep, I have heard you because okay. I'm in movie mode. Oh, gotcha. I think it was just because I hadn't seen it in so long yeah. that my brain was. Yeah, well, I didn't take very many notes because I was kind of rewatching it for the first time too, like in a, in a while. But mm-hmm. I remember, I think I probably remembered a little bit more of it. But um, my initial guess is that. Mary Poppins is a Virgo sun, Leo moon, uh, Gemini rising. I'm into it. I'm into it. She may be Aquarius over Gemini. Mm. She's very steady mm-hmm. um, and knows everything or thinks she knows everything and mm-hmm. is not in touch with her emotions. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there might be some Aquarius in there over Gemini. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's an Aquarius rising yeah. or an Aquarius moon. That'd be my guess. Okay. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. Bert is got Leo and Sag in him. I know that mm-hmm. much. He's a Sagittarius yeah. rising. Yeah. For sure. Or maybe just a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Him and his 75 jobs. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> well, and I kind of got Pisces vibe a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. 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 I... No, I dated a Taurus. I, was, I always think I dated a Pisces, but I didn't. I dated a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Um, so I have bad vibes associated with both. Gotcha. Fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have zero bad vibes associated with Bert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, in fact, my next note is Bert and Mary are goals. They are. And they are both relationship goals and as I tweeted, I want to be them both at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely try to be Mary Poppins when I teach. And it was weird because I love them, 
and I also kind of want to be then, but I, I just kept getting this vibe. They kind of remind me of my parents a little bit too. Oh. Maybe that's where why I was thinking Pisces, because my dad's a Pisces. Oh, yeah, that that makes sense. Because I don't know, have have you ever heard my dad's my dad my dad tell all his dad jokes? No, my I dad is hardly a, know your parents. My dad is a big um, dad joker. He's mm, Pisces. I see, I see, mm-hmm. I see. My dad's a Pisces moon, mm. but so I know Pisces as generally introspective and solitary people, mm-hmm. which does not strike me as bird, but that doesn't no. mean I know everything mm-hmm. about Pisces. I know one very extroverted Pisces. Mm-hmm. Also, Ramus Lupin is a Pisces. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, so shout out, Regina is the Pisces I know who has the same birthday as Ramus Lupin, and she listens to the podcast. Hey! hey. Um, so, what's your favorite Disney love song? I see the light from Tangled. Right, that's my favorite too. Jolly Holiday is, is very, very good. Um, I was watching it. And I was like, "Is this better than Tangled?" I don't, I don't know, but I feel better than when I listen to it. Can I can see the light? Like, I'm just so emotional right now watching Jolly Holiday of all songs. Like, what? Anyway, well, because it's about that. Like, it's not necessarily that first flush of new love and a hitting yeah. it's the it's being comfortable with a person and just like like now that you know each other mm-hmm. and you're just kind of settled into that energy of just like oh man I'm just so glad that well I I like I'm, I'm gonna cry talking <laughs> about Bert and Mary it's like Mary I can't decide if it's a tragic like part of me wants it to be it's a tragic love it really feels like it's tragedy because they're not together mm-hmm. like but it's so clear how much they love each other mm-hmm. and value each other mm-hmm. and like Bert has his whole speech where he lists 75 different women and Mary like pretends to be all put off but we both know like us and Bert know mm-hmm. she's enjoying it just the same mm-hmm. and there's something beautiful about the confidence they have in each other. Yeah. And even every time Bert does something stupid, he, like, grins at Mary, and she does her little, like, turn my head so you can't see my smile, and they trust each other. That's my parents, and too. They, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, like, want it. <laughs> I want it so badly. And then she leaves without saying goodbye to him. Mm-hmm. And he is like, okay with that? Yeah. I was so upset for him. I think that's part of two why I didn't like it. Because I was, like, I was all mm-hmm. into romance. And mm-hmm. for them to not be together, I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And so for him to just be like, see you later, Mary Poppins, till next time. Oh my god. Like, mm-hmm. I would be so hurt. But mm-hmm. he's not... And just that faith he has in her, I don't. You know, I'm oh seeing God. you as, as I'm seeing you as half a as half a Mary and Bert bound right now, and it's very cute. <laughs> Wait, so like one half of me is Mary and one half of no, me is no, no, you, you, you and somebody else. Oh, me and somebody else as Mary and Bert. I should talk to Cat about that. Be like, hey, Cat, Mary Poppins and Bert, let's do it. <laughs> we still gotta do our Star Wars. So, freaking love Jolly Holiday and mm-hmm. the Penguins and just that whole sequence. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but yes. We are? Oh, okay. That's my next note. What do you um, have? C- well, um, a spoonful of sugar, of course. Oh, right. I thought we had mentioned... <laughs> I thought about it. I thought we had said mm-hmm. spoonful of no, sugar. No, like, they did the they did the measuring, and, well, I mentioned the Zodiac stuff in reference to, you know... Right. We were talking about... Well, I was talking about that when Mary was setting up her room, 
you know, and pulling stuff out of her impossible carpet bag. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also that gift set of Mary shutting down Mr. Banks that people love to share around. That dialogue is from Doctor Who. Which dialogue? Um, you know, oh, it's woman's work. Oh, is the queen a woman? Would you want oh, the queen to come and hang this up for you? From, yeah, from, that is from, that um, is from oh, an episode written by Mark Gatiss. Livewire? No, it's, um, are, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the Are You My Mummy. No, it's not. Are yes, you it mom? is. No. It is. It's not. It is. It's not. <laughs> it's the Union Jack one, too. No, it's the one where there's the jerk dad and his son, who is probably gay, and they fight all the time, and the dad's just a jerk to the entire family. Yeah. And the grandma gets her oh. face sucked out into the TV. Oh, yeah, it's the Do cor- not question my Doctor <laughs> Who knowledge. It's the coronation one. Yeah. Yes, it's the Queen's coronation. My With bad. the thing in the telly, and it's written by Mark Gatiss. My bad. I it don't is, remember the title. It, but is been, it has been a while. It's not been a while for me. I did just rewatch yeah. it and prep for a new Who season with yeah. Whitaker. I started to rewatch it, but then I was. I don't remember what happened. You should. Um, what I did was I was rewatching it with um, the Travis McElroy and mm-hmm. Tybee Ren on Run. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, actually, I'm going to plug this. So my friend Ben, he's my friend. We met once in a bar. Um, <laughs> my friend Ben. <laughs> He just started a Doctor Who RPG podcast. Um, it's called Rassilon, um, and he is a very, very funny person. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast because they dropped, like, uh, yesterday. Um, and you should totally... It's called Rassilon Pod. Um, you can follow them on Twitter. Um, it's a game. I don't know if he wrote the game or invented the game, mm-hmm. but he had a big hand in it. And you should totally go check it out um, if you like Doctor Who. So, and if you think Mary Poppins is a Time Lord, I'm here for that too. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, Mary Poppins and Mrs. Frizzle are Time Lord wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Spoonful of Sugar. Um, it's a lovely song. It is, and the you know the snapping to clean things up mm-hmm. was a, that was one of those moments for me. I was like, oh, I remember this from my childhood, and then I remember wanting to be able to do that as a kid and trying it as a kid. <laughs> you were vocally um, jealous that you couldn't do that now. <laughs> yup. Oh yeah, yeah. My laundry is never done because I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yep. So anyway, um, they go into the chalk paintings. They go into the chalk painting, and that's when the animation begins, and it's so beautiful. It's so nice. Right. I love, actually, before they even dive into the chalk paintings, I love the way Bert is, like, hamming it up and teasing Mary. Mm-hmm. It's just so cute. And he's still being, like, without, like, ignoring the kids. Yeah. And so that's when Jolly Holiday is, and then, um, here's my note. Should I try the, um... The first joke or the second joke? I don't remember which one's which, so just go for it. So, um, famously, Julie Andrews can no longer sing because she was having a surgery and her larynx was cut. Mm-hmm. Do you think that surgeon, like, just lies awake at night and just regrets everything he ever did? Yes. That's a little yes. bit nicer than the first joke, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't doubt that the first <laughs> Yeah. Um, definitely. Anyway, because I get sad about it all the time. Yeah. I'm sure he did his best. I know. And if he's a surgeon, you know what? He may be a psychopath and not have any remorse whatsoever. And just be like, oh, I did my job. I did my best of my job. And mm-hmm. that kind of thing happens. And who Maybe cares if doesn't. she's an international treasure? <laughs> <laughs> and ever- she's pretty great. Mm-hmm. 
she's probably like the number one celebrity I think of. I'm like, I'm going to cry real hard when they mm. die. Like nobody else. I'm like, I'll get sad. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, I think I canceled work after I found out that Robin Williams died. Mm. But I, I didn't cry. I'm gonna cry when it, Julie Andrews dies. I love I her so much. I just had a thought about one of those actors the other day. It may have been Maggie Smith. Um. But I was like, oh no, they're gonna die one day, and I'm gonna be real sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, um. There's a lot of those people. <sighs> Why are we talking about that? Why are we talking about that? Why are we talking about that? Sorry. Um, <laughs> and so, um, Jolly Holiday, and the animation is great, and I it's love those so dancing fun. penguins. And Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. pulls down his pants to dance like a penguin, mm-hmm. and it's so cute. It's adorable. I, like, the animation is very well done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's leagues above uh, Three Caballeros. Yeah. Or, like, they're stepping on the turtles and gliding across the mm-hmm. pond. Like, there's no gap. No, they just did an amazing job with these. When they're holding the menus, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they and, just did a really good well, job. Well, and we were noticing in the credits, I think we counted four of the nine old men mm-hmm. on the animation team mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. You counted four. <laughs> I wasn't counting. I was just like, oh, Lord Kimball. That name always stands out to me because my father's name is Kimball. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, fox mm-hmm. chase scene was interesting because the fox was extremely Irish. Yes. Um, but Bert rescues him. And my note says, Bert is the anti-establishment hero we need. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I oh another thing I loved about the um, the carousel horses is that they seemed to kind of they kind of looked like the person riding mm-hmm. them so like um, Bert's had the chin mm-hmm. um, and then there was sort of a like actually the one the one that um, Mary was riding also had a chin like they kind all of pointed, had big chins but they were all kind of resembled the owners yeah. and like yeah. you know Michael's a little boy his his grown up teeth are still coming in and. You know, his horse had the had the big teeth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of the wild eyes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was it was very cute and well done. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. Um, also, Mary cheated her way into that race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she cheated to win. Yeah. Yeah. But she, no one was mad about it because she's she, Mary Poppins. She's Mary Poppins, like the number one living, breathing, walking thirst trap. Mm-hmm. Which leads us into our next um, iconic song. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Can you say it backwards? Docious expiali... No. <laughs> I can't either. Well, I mean, neither could Julie Andrews, which is why she said it the way that she did. <laughs> um, I actually had a student the other day ask, Miss Taylor, is it okay if I say the S word? And I was like, no, of course not. Like, I don't care if you're in seventh grade. Um, and that's how I talked in seventh grade. And he's like, well... That's just super califragilistic expialidocious, and I was like, "Oh man, okay, that was <laughs> you good." You got a little smartass on your hands. I know, but he actually ended up saying it several times. So I think somebody's been to the movies recently. Mm, that makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. But it was it was funny. It it totally caught me off guard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it would catch me off guard too. Um, like that's... not the question, but no, like, the, his response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the 
song is just amazing. As it good is, as I remembered from when I was so, a kid. This is when, like, I think this is the only time we've really sung along yeah, to the movie. Like, we did sing like along to Like, after Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, like, we sang pretty much every other song, or at least hummed. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I did. <laughs> I only sang Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm trying to think if I sang along to feed the birds, I don't think I. I hum, I hum to feed the birds. Yeah. And then I think I sang a little bit to fly a kite, but that's mm. when I was crying. So. Mm. Yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So they have their song, and then they starts to rain, and, and so, so the chalk gets washed away. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it's like okay, well, kids, you know, time to get ready for bed. And you got your feet wet, so you need to take your medicine. Mm-hmm. And then she pours out, in the same shot, a red, uh, you know, a, a red, red spoon, spoonful and a green, green spoonful, spoonful and an orange spoonful. Mm-hmm. The orange spoonful is it in the same shot? It should yeah, be all it three? is. Good God, I don't know how they did it. It was. It's you so know what? good. Well, no, I was gonna say it could be like in post coloring. But I'm pretty sure. Well, and you could see it, the like you could see you could see it reflect up on the kids' faces while they were taking it. Right. Well, they could have done the poor edit in post. Yeah. Um. But the girl, what's the girl's name? Jane. Jane. Jane's shock is so real in that scene. I yeah. feel like that's one of those tricks they didn't tell the kids about. Yeah. But how do you get three colors out of the same bottle? I don't. It's like the know. bottle is in the shot the whole time. The bottle never leaves the shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that trick you is done. You know what? That's not something we looked up in thing. I'm going to look it up oh, right Oh, I now. thought you had looked it up after I asked you about it. I think it, I, so I meant to, and then I got distracted. Welcome to the Google Hour of our show. Yeah, it is. I just Googled, how did they do the bottle in Mary Poppins? <laughs> so hopefully this Huffington Post article will have it. Nope, that's about the books. That doesn't help. Mm. Explanation for the changing medicine colors. Um, there are, are some guesses that there was like powder or something in the spoons. Ah, that, would, that make, would make sense. That makes sense to me. Or um, different color liquids layered by density. But there's no specific um, way to do it. Or it could have been multiple chambers within the bottle. I kind of thought about that, but I couldn't figure out how they would... Because the bottle doesn't turn in any way. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't figure out how they were controlling what comes out of the mm-hmm. bottle. That's true. That was one know. of my thoughts. But it's still pretty cool. <laughs> it is still so cool. Um, yeah, it's super she, cool. And then she sings, go to uh, stay awake. I love that lullaby it's so much. It's so good. And I, my research said that uh, Julie Andrews, she just wanted to nail that soft lullaby voice so much that they ended up doing like 50 takes. Wow. What a dedicated woman i know i love her and she also gaslights the children in the scene oh, yeah because they were talking about what a wonderful day we had in the chalk and then she's like no nope, what are you talking about don't be ridiculous mm-hmm. i would never blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. me in a horse race Ooh. i mean i guess it's that that britishism like that yeah like it is kind of a britishism is like um the duality of of like the the prim and properness versus how your society got to be that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But it's gaslighting in this scene. Yes, and it, it is. It was a little uncomfortable. It was. So, not a perfect movie. Yeah. But the scene after this... Um, wait, hold on. I can't read my note. Um, oh, that's a different... That's a note for a different scene. Never mind. <clears throat> I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day is the... Oh, Mr. Banks is all upset about the piano being out of tune. I forget what prompts that okay, argument. So, so, um, um, so the Admiral is mm-hmm. there like everybody else knows to count that he's counting mm-hmm. down that he's about to fire the cannon mm-hmm. but mr banks just like doesn't notice at all ever well, as while the women are just like scrambling to keep the house together and the piano slides towards him and he kind of like it's a metaphor mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway um but i forget like what he was even in the middle of arguing with uh, mrs banks when that scene happened and i forget what they were like discussing Mm-hmm. Um, so so do I. Um, I guess it was just that the kids came in and were like, "Oh, this is what we did today," and he's like, "What? What? That's ridiculous." Yeah. Or is it the next morning when they? Oh bring yeah, because the they're flowers? singing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious at, at breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of run through the house screaming supercal, and so is the whole house. The whole house mm-hmm. is singing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is not happy about it. Mm-hmm. So. And then the kids are out and about, and they run into Bert, who's being a chimney sweep today. No, what are you doing? Wait, no. Wait, what? am I? What? No. No? Sorry, no. My, my notes jump jump from the fox's Irish to the bank. <laughs> Listen, you skipped Uncle Albert. Oh, duh, yes, I did. I very much did. I love Uncle Albert, because he's Edwin. Mm-hmm. Um, the, ma- the, the Mad, Mad Hatter. Hatter. Um, so they are on their way to get the piano, to talk to the piano tuner, which Mm -hmm. is why I remembered that part, when they are interrupted by a dog, Mm -hmm. and the dog tells Mary Poppins that Uncle Albert has done it again, Mm -hmm. and you need to go to him, and so they go, and Bert is already there, Uncle Albert is laughing so hard he's on the ceiling, Mm -hmm. and his laughter is very contagious, Mm -hmm. and soon everyone is on the ceiling. I love to laugh. Ensues, mm-hmm. which I think was on a sing-along tape mm. from when I was growing up. Okay, it's a lovely song. It is. There's so many songs in this film. Yeah. It's like, and like every emotional moment is sung. Yeah, and there's a lot of like, I feel like a lot of I learned a lot of dad jokes from this mm. movie, from this scene particularly. My favorite is the one where it's like, I ran over your cat. I'd like to replace him. Well, how good are you at catching mice, <laughs> babe? It's so good. Um, yeah, I really like the scene. It's a lot of fun. And the commentary on different kinds of laughter. Yes. Oh my god, that was so funny. Nose and teeth and but they didn't but of course, you know, there weren't scream laughers like me because No, certainly not in England in nineteen ten. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just it was just real fun and mm-hmm. That must have been kind of scary for the kids to be that high up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of floating in this film. Yeah. And you don't, like, you don't see the wires. You don't see, Mm-mm. like, it's, it, the effects hold up very well. Yeah, like, they really you, do. Like, I'm sure, like, if you're super into it, you could look it up or, like, notice whatever they did. But they did, whatever they did, they did it really well. They and, did. They did a very, up. very good job. Um... 
the closing of the laughter scene is very on point. It's everyone going home, and that makes everyone sad. And Uncle Albert just cries because everyone left. And I'm like, yeah, yep. <laughs> After a long day hanging out with people you love, and they leave, and mm-hmm. then it's just like, woof. And I love that Bert tries to cheer him up by telling him another joke, and then Uncle Albert keeps crying because it wasn't a good joke. That's the best. (laughs) There's nothing like a good joke. Nope, and that was nothing like a good joke. (laughs) Oh, man. That was great. Yep, and just that that voice. Oh, man. Yeah, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he didn't even try to do an accent. Right, right. Um, then they go home. Mr. Banks is very upset about mm-hmm. how fanciful the children are being. Mm-hmm. And Mary Poppins is like, you're absolutely right. Day of practicality. Good idea. Mm-hmm. You're so smart. Take uh, them to the bank. I thought that that happened after the the rooftop stuff. No, because they don't. They, the whole chimney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Da, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, it, my notes bear that out. Okay. Yeah. So, um, after she tells Mr. Banks, like, he is so right. Everything is as he says. Take the children to the bank. Because um, they don't understand how hard you have it. Yeah. She's very, like, you, 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 you in this scene. And it's very clear, like, ah, you are framing it. Like, all he cares about is himself. And, mm-hmm. wow, what a good job you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes and sings Feed the Birds to the children, mm-hmm. which is absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Trivia, you probably have heard it before. It is Walt's favorite song. Mm-hmm. I think I said I think I said that to you. Yeah. While it was well, I knew that already. Okay. Yeah, that was because it was in the footage that was at the mm-hmm. end of the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. They talked a lot about how Walt, like... Would just ask the Sherman Brothers to play it, and they didn't have, to, and he didn't have to tell them what it was. Yep, just feed the birds, yep. and that's another one I had to. That's another Disney tune I had to take out of my classroom playlist because it made me too emotional. Mm, I got chills listening to it this time. It's so like, it's such a good, gentle way to be like, hey, take care of those around you like Mm -hmm. that's where that's there's no other real happiness in life outside of that Mm -mm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so so he takes the kids to the bank and they try to explain capitalism in a song which like i mean if you're gonna explain capitalism to children a song is the best mm-hmm. way to do it and they succeeded in making it sound exactly as ridiculous as it is yep. even though that's not what Walt would have wanted because right. he was the most capitalist oh yeah yeah um yeah he was a businessman as much as he was a storyteller mm-hmm. which is interesting and i love that you know and framing like all these old men they kind of sort of do a courtly dance during the mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. and then of course the oldest one of them all is uh dick van dyke all done up in makeup and the kids did not realize it <laughs> <laughs> they were worried that this mean old man was just gonna fall over at every second yeah over dead yeah that was very funny dick van dyke did an amazing job yeah or um he was coming down from that one step in the way that like it was <laughs> the way that that taking that one step was choreographed or the way that he just performed it on the mm-hmm. side. Uh, whatever happened, it was so good. It was very, very good. Um, and then he's like, no, I don't want to invest, my, and Michael doesn't want to invest his tuppence, he wants to go feed the birds. Right. Which causes a panic. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, they're not giving somebody their money? Oh, no. And then a run on the bank. It's a mess. And then the children run away. And then they run into Bert the Chimney Sweep. Yes. My bad. Who says the famous line, they make cages in all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. Just such a good, good line. It is. Um, I do like his speech about, like, who looks after your father. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a nice reminder that, like, as an adult, like, you don't have anyone to turn to when you're in charge of a situation Mm -hmm. and the weight of that responsibility. Yeah. Um... But also, like, A, he's their dad, and he should be looking after the kids. They should not be looking after him in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I just really like that whole speech he has with the kids. It's a really good conversation. Yeah. And so then he brings them home, and then mm-hmm. he looks up the chimney, and then they... And- yeah, Mrs. Banks like, invites a stranger into her home to clean her chimney and look after her kids... Um, she doesn't tell him what she's going to pay him. She just is like, oh, perfect, great, watch my kids clean my house. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and so they go up the chimney with Mary Poppins, Mm -hmm. who is quite like, oh, why are we very, no, we don't need to do this, but Mm -hmm. they decide to have an adventure once they're up there. Mm -hmm. And Step in Time is such a good number. It's choreographed just so amazing. It's so good. Like... And you know you can see you know, the gymnasts, the gym, the gymnasts, and the gymnastics fans in your life. Like mm-hmm. that's just oh, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, it's very much. I feel like in the basically like the forties through the sixties. I want to say fifties eh, through sixties. Um, having a choreographed dance number is like the equivalent of our special effects fight scenes in modern day films. Like you had to have one somewhere, and this is theirs, and they knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather have the big dance number most of the time. Depends on the movie. It does depend scene. on the movie, but we don't have, we very rarely have the big dance numbers. Right, but I watched Thor Ragnarok last night, and like, there's some good visual effects fight scenes in there. That's true. I, w- I think I watched it yesterday, too. What? Oh, <laughs> I was grading essays while I watched it. It was not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not get very many essays graded. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... And um, my last note is for the end. So they come tumbling back down the chimney, and then there are all these lower-class chimney sweeps oh, in the house. Oh, wait, I want to say something about the dancing real quick. Okay, yeah. So Bert has the dance-off with the penguins, mm-hmm. and then Mary has a dance-off with the chimney sweeps. That's and it was just one of those moments that, like, stuck out to me, and, like, Mary and Bert have such an equal relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, it never feels like, Mary is putting Bert in his place for mm-hmm. being improper. Mm-hmm. Or Bert is like, come on, Mary, you need to get out of your shell a yeah. little bit and loosen up. They never, ever have that exchange. They are 100% equal, but with vastly different personalities. Yeah. And they're comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. I just love them so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Um... I have a few notes. I need to read them. Um, Go ahead. Oh, Mary Poppins is lawful chaotic. That was my big epiphany mm-hmm. as we approached, as they went through the chimney sweep yeah. scene, um, which, like, that's recently been going around is like, is that a D&D thing? Like, lawful chaotic? Mary Poppins is what lawful chaotic mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. She's very much like, by the rules, but she will uh, wreck your 
stuff up. <laughs> she doesn't mind if she ends up powdering her nose and with, it, soot. with soot. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, so they go back in, the sweeps go through the whole house, and then Bert has a very emotional conversation mm-hmm. with Mr. Banks, mm-hmm. which really, really powerful. Um, is this where he says there's no such thing as you? Oh, no, that's at the um, the big finale. Mr. Banks says mm-hmm. that to the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, like, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, this, this is BS. Like, we don't need this banking system. Weird. Mm-hmm. Weird. It's almost like we should just supply people with basic needs. Hmm, what a hmm. concept. Hmm. Well, or, <laughs> you know, or, like, hey, maybe banks should be public utilities. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That, that's kind of a new deal idea, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not a bad one. No. Nope. Um, so. And so Mr. Banks, he goes for a really long walk by himself. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, d- he goes. Goes to the park and then he ends up at the bank. Yeah. So he walks through the city to mm-hmm. get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the end of his job because mm-hmm. his kids causes a run on the bank. Mm-hmm. And, well, and Bert makes him realize, like, he, that, like, oh, wait, my children are children. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same understanding of life as I do, and... That's okay. Th- it, yeah, and they need me in a way that... They need you in a way that only children mm-hmm. can need their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're good children. Like, mm-hmm. they give him the toppings. Yeah. Um, and they're they're really sorry for what happened. Yeah. They just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Then he goes to get fired, and there's, like, a whole defamation ceremony. It's an execution sequence, <laughs> very much. With, like, they, they turn his umbrella inside out, and they punch a hole through his hat. Yeah. Um, it's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And he bursts into laughter. Because he thinks, oh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And he says it several times. He's like, Mary Poppins is right. I do feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he gets a little silly. Mm-hmm. He tells a very good joke. And I like how he tells the, the joke about the man named Smith. Mm-hmm. Because he talks about, so two wonderful people are talking mm-hmm. to me. Gene and Michael. Mm-hmm. And, like, he realizes, like, oh, wait. My children are not accessories. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of a hard thing about children starting from babies, because mm. they don't have a personality at the beginning, and I guess, you know, for some parents, they never adjust to the child developing their personality mm-hmm. and autonomy and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard, like, I don't know, I don't feel like there's a lot of, no, it's not true, there's a lot of great education out there for that, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. Well, Which is unfortunate. Yeah. And there are, and sometimes there are people who they didn't want a new little person, they just wanted a baby. Yeah. Which I hope is not, has no, I hope that's never been me. Hmm. But. Don't know how to answer that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes home and everyone thinks he's missing. Yeah. But he's really in the cellar fixing the kite. Yeah. Which was really sweet. And so then he's, uh, Mary Poppins is getting ready to leave because the wind has changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the kids are very sad about it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as their dad takes them out to fly a kite, they've forgotten all about her. Mm-hmm. Which seems to be her role in yeah. things. And everyone's forgotten about her. 
Except Bert. Mm-hmm. Well, and she has a very interesting conversation with the parrot on her umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> about, like, you know, because she kind of put on a, a cold face, and she's like, well, sure. you know, like, oh, if I loved every child I ever took care of, you know, where would I be? And, like, fair. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I but she like, really does. I feel the way about teaching. Like, I legitimately care about my kids. Mm-hmm. In two months, I will not know who you are. Mm-hmm. I care about you when I have you. Yeah. And I will be sad to see you go. And then I will have new ones to care about and I will not yeah. remember you. It's very Peter Pan of me. <laughs> well, see, and for me it's interesting because I never have the same classroom mm-hmm. two days in a row. Right. And there are some schools where I come back and I know the kids, like, even if I'm not in the same classroom. You know the troublemakers. I know the... Well, it's funny because... You know the ones you have to yell at? <laughs> well, it's funny because um, I think my dad, he talks more about his rowdy students because he knows that I know exactly who they are and can commiserate because mm-hmm. I've had those kids in my class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, yeah. And I and that's something that you know I realized, like, well, I've never... And see, here's the here's the kind of move it took with... A, with my baby hunger, it's like, I I have no clue what it's like to be a parent. I'm not a parent. And, like, I, you know, I don't necessarily have an idealized version of what it is. I know it's, how did I put it? Family life is messy and frustrating and traumatic and magical. And mm. I don't think family life should be traumatic. It shouldn't be, but it often is. <laughs> Like, or I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what maybe it could be difficult. I just don't know if I'd use the word traumatic. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It kind of, I, I, I don't know. I was looking at it in, in the Banks family. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that would have been, you know, tough on the kids. Like, yeah. the panic in the bank and thinking that. Yeah. Or, you know, for Banks, like, I've lost my job. <laughs> it's like, like, life is traumatic. Yeah. It's kind of hard to live a life where you avoid trauma. Mm-hmm. It's like not bruising. Like you're gonna get bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I don't know. If family. I don't know. Should be the trauma. No, it shouldn't be. But I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it should be. But it right, often right, right, is. Right. Yeah. That's where you spend most of your time. So yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, and just like you know it sort of made me think like yeah i still really 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 want to be a mom but it's like i don't know if i'm ready for that and as i'm watching my friends become new parents and stuff and deal with toddlers or even deal with like you know just the physical toll of having a baby mm-hmm. like not not like not the necessarily the delivery itself but like all mm-hmm. the postpartum mess mm-hmm. and it's like how do i want to say this i don't know it just kind of made me think i'm like or, you know, how we had been, like, we're, we're, we're supposed to judge the banks as parents throughout. And we're like, mm-hmm. I am very ill-qualified to do so. Well, I don't know. Like, I or, like, maybe you, not, maybe not, maybe not the banks necessarily, but, like, other parents. If you feel ready to be a parent, you're probably too old. And you've probably already done too much and already hecked up being a parent. <laughs> like... If you're at a point where you're like, yes, parenting, I've got it. Either you're wrong mm-hmm. or you're out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody who is a parent is ever ready to be a parent. Mm-hmm. 
But I think you can absolutely judge the Bankses because they are fictional parents yeah. who are meant to be judged. Yes, that's true. They are true. there yeah, fic- for you to say, hey, don't do that. Yeah. That's what they're there. They're there to teach yeah. you not to do that. Which, actually, so what I one of my notes, actually, is that um, the movie is all about grown-up problems mm-hmm. um, and being an adult and how hard it is to be a good adult and it's just sort of like dosed in with like these wonderful songs and some kids Mm -hmm. and some animation Mm -hmm. and it's like a spoonful of sugar that makes some very difficult Mm -hmm. medicine go down yeah i think that's why i love this film so much is it's very very intense Mm -hmm. um in what it deals with but with just a little bit of sugar Mm -hmm. it goes down very smoothly Mm -hmm. I and I was surprised when I saw that it had been nominated for Best Picture because that's not what Best Picture movies look like now. Mm-mm. And I kind of wish they did. Yeah. Well, Disney was intentionally cut out of the Best Picture game in the 90s. Yes. Which I'm still very bitter about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I think we're just, like, in a point where we're more fascinated with tragedy. And I think that's shifting. Yeah. Um, I think that within the next ten years, we'll see more positive Best Picture Oscars. Mm-hmm. We'll see a lot more hope and a lot less yeah. tragedy. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think what the last, like, really positive Best Picture thing was. Or, I mean, like, the only comedy that I ever remember being nominated for Best Picture was Juno. Mm-hmm. Like it's not 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 even just the focus on, on tragedy. It's comedy. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, they're shutting mm-hmm. out comedy too. Mm-hmm. I mean, comedy is hard to do well. Yeah. Um, and this is something like we talk about in film school. Like this is why comedies are shorter than dramas, is because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to make people cry than it is to make them laugh. Yeah. It's harder to engage someone in humor than mm-hmm. it is to engage them in sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're doing a comedy it still has to be very poignant Mm -hmm. for it to be best picture quality, which this film does, right? So I I just saw a film the other day where it was like, I was like, ah, this does that comedy sadness thing that I love so much. Can't remember what movie it was, so it's not a really helpful comment. I'm trying to remember the last movie I saw in theaters. Oh, what was the last movie I saw in theaters? I did just go see something. You know what? Spider-Verse does that really well. Okay. I haven't Um, seen that one yet. Spider-Verse made me laugh and cry both, like, extremes. Um, And that may have been the movie I was thinking of. I feel like I saw something else in theaters since Spider-Verse, which was... Oh, I saw Mary Queen of Scots. That's what I saw last in theaters, which did not make me laugh very much. There are a couple lines where I was like, oh, that was really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the favorite is supposed to be supposedly one of those ones that straddles that line that's, yes, that's probably going to get to. But I haven't seen it yet. Nope, haven't seen because that Because the last movie I saw in theaters was Letterboxd. Please tell me the last movie I saw in theaters. Oh my goodness, it doesn't want to. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Unless it, the app is, like, it's supposed to be, like, Goodreads for movies, and I really mm-hmm. like that, but it doesn't, I'm still getting used to mm-hmm. the way it operates. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's all the movies I watched right before um, Filmstruck died. <laughs> it has been several months. Let's see. Oof. We need to wrap up soon. Yeah, we do. Oh, God, it's after midnight. Yeah, it those is. essays aren't getting great. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I have no idea the last movie I saw in theaters. I remember going to the theater. I just don't remember what it was. <laughs> All right. But, um... In Mary Poppins. summary, yeah. Mary Poppins holds up. It and is, you should watch it if you didn't. Yeah. Um, or if it's been a while, watch it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I meant, like, if you didn't watch it with us... Mm-hmm. Go watch it. Right oh yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then next week we'll have another mini sode for you. I think we're planning on doing um, some of the Daisy shorts because we have not had oh, Daisy yet. Yeah, we haven't watched any Daisy shorts. So that's what's on our calendar. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. And in the meantime, if you want to tell us all your Mary Poppins feelings, you can um, email us at drawnoutcast at gmail You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at drawnoutcast. Um, I added a little bit to our story while oh, we were yeah, watching. I saw. I got a little on my personal. I was like, hey. Yeah. Um, and so we're trying to be a little bit better at that. Yeah. Um, you can find me personally at Brooke Mimi. And me at Chaser Tiff. Um, and actually, oh, I forgot. Shoot. Me. I need to wrap this up. Um, also, I forgot to prep what I wanted to do. I wanted to shout out um, all of our international listeners. Um, because we have a lot of international downloads. Dude! Um, hold on. Let me log us in. Because I'm not logged in on the phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> According to this, the last movie I saw in theaters was Incredibles 2. Ooh, there's a good comedy cry one. Yeah. Statistics. But I feel like there's been another one. But normally I'm good at updating Letterboxd after I've been to the theater. I want to see where our downloads are coming from. I know that's an option because I look at it on the computer all the time. And did you notice that we have a um, we have a five star review on iTunes? <gasps> no, I didn't. What does it say? I don't know if it's a review or if it's just a rating. Let me double check. But I remember seeing that we have a five star. Hell yeah! Can I say that? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not a review, but we have we have a five star rating. So thank five five star ratings. Heck five, yes. Thank you, whoever is doing that. One of those is me. <laughs> One of them might be me too. I don't remember if I did it or not. So we have three five star ratings. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> I would say thanks to my mom, but she doesn't know where to get those podcasts. She's always like, "Where can I find your podcast?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'll t- let me show you." And well, then she does I don't know else. if my mom's rated it though because I know she subscribes, but I don't know if she listens to it because she's. Where? Not in the habit of listening to podcasts all the time yet, like... Okay, so this is showing me our downloads in Australia and the UK. Um, I know we have downloads in Estonia and Sweden. Yeah. Um, It's not showing me those, and I'm really sad because I wanted to look at, like, others. Ooh, we got some downloads in Michigan, specifically. Um, Maryland and some in Utah. (laughs) Hey, friends. Um, we have some... Oh, we have no Canada downloads. Oh, man. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, shout out for our international users. It's really awesome. We're just excited that people mm-hmm. are here. Um, and then I also really wanted to shout out... I meant to do this on our last one, but shout out to 
on a grassy knoll who are good friends of us really Mm -hmm. like we know them they Mm -hmm. are not in the same genre of podcast as us but if you like horror stories and conspiracy theories um you should go listen to brett and bailey talk about them on on a grassy knoll Mm -hmm. and if you like pushing daisies which is much more in line with what we do they are uh pushing daisies fan cast Mm -hmm. called plucking daisies Hosted by Val and May, who mm-hmm. are both going to be guests on our show eventually. They're, they're pretty great. They're really great. Um, amazing friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys already know Bree, who's on Black and Animated. Mm-hmm. And we were like just all joking, like, we should start a podcast network, which would just be the only common thread is that we're, we're friends. friends. That's it. That's okay. <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking about this a while ago, and I was like, if we made a podcast network with all of our friends who have podcasts, we could probably call it the Coven Network. Ooh, yeah. that's pretty good. I feel like that would be good for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, anyway, so shout out to podcast buddies and listeners all around the world. Um, rate and review, tweet at us, Instagram us, whatever's clever. Um, and go watch Mary Poppins. If you did not watch Mary Poppins yet, go watch Mary Poppins. It will make your day better. It and really it will make will. you a better person. Mm-hmm. You'll just have a better outlook on life. Yes. And that this has been a very drawn out. Yeah, yeah, we did. This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.